Crave is a podcast of four intrinsically dope Black women who through our lives' journeys have some eclectic stories to tell. Their stories of struggle and strength, beauty and ashes, failures and flourishings. Our mission is to educate, entertain, and enlighten you through tales of our personal missteps and triumphs, our research and education, and the quirks and perks of our individual personalities as they come together to create a dynamic sister circle. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy as we bring you the conversations you want and the entertainment you need. Welcome to Crave. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another full episode of Crave. This is Kenya Moore. This is Yaya Khalifa. This is your girl. She's brazen. Rain the Gemini is not going to be joining us today. She's feeling a little under the weather. So we're wishing her restoration, hydration, relaxation, and penetration, if so, mm. she so mm. pleases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that me up, healing power right there. <laughs> Oh, the old it is definitely girl. Get better, rain. We <laughs> love you, girl. Today's episode is going to be. There's levels to this shit. Mm. We're going to talk about the eight types of love, the five love languages, and the twelve levels of intimacy, toxic traits in relationships, and red flags. Mm. Mm. Man, we don't. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Mooney, Mooney Long, hours and hours. <laughs> we gonna need right there. Hours we gonna get into it. All right, let's go. We may not communicate what our love languages are, but we sometimes end up not displaying what we need to be shown to us. We may put expectations on other partners when we have not communicated effectively. I know I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um in past relationships, experiences, the types of love and intimacy we experience, we have to take ownership for some of the things that are lacking. Sometimes I wonder, are our expectations one-sided? Like, do, do you ever get to a space that you're looking so much of what you want and need and, need and not what your partner also need Mm -hmm. and not communicate and I think that if we were to sit down and you talk about so what's your love language Mm -hmm. because a lot of times the only reference we have is the last relationship but the last relationship this new person doesn't want to be shown love loved that way because their love language is different right right um to touch on a couple of things, uh, you said the only reference we have sometimes is our past relationship. I agree with that. Um, but then also to kind of expand on that, I think that the major reference that we have is our own. And sometimes the misconception is that the love language that I receive is also the love language that I'm most comfortable with showing because that's for me. Right. right. Um but that might not be the love language that the other person is receiving. So you're literally speaking two different languages. Right. You're able to give that love language that it's that you're that you want to be shown to understand that you're receiving love. So you're giving that, but the other person is not getting what they're what they're needing. What they right. Uh, so do you guys know what your love languages are? Yes, ma'am. My love love language, my major one, main one, is uh, acts of service. And coincidentally, that is what I show the most <laughs> in relationships is acts of service. Same. Uh, 
took took the measurement is thirty seven percent acts of service, and then mm. the rest go down twenty three, twenty, ten, ten. That was so thirty seven percent in acts of service, but that's changed for me um, over time, right? So mm-hmm. this is a language that that now speaks to me in this stage and phase of my life where I am now. Uh, most of my adult life, my love languages were quality time and words of affirmation. Now, fuck your words. <laughs> and I ain't got no time. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I ain't got so, time. I think it's changed a lot. You know, um, after you get in relationships or you have kids, like, shit just changes. For lack of a better phrase, it just changes. So acts of service for me is not because I just don't have the time to do all the things that I had time to do before. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's a financial thing that I don't have the time, like getting my nails done or getting my hair done or washing my car. Like things as simple as that. Those are all acts of service. Yeah. Things as simple as that, that I don't have the time and sometimes the finances for it. So if that's given to me, what? Oh, oh my you- God, you love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want to have sex? Oh, okay. Bet. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. In terms of like where you are, that it changes. We had a discussion before. Things mm-hmm. things change with that. But if somebody is taking the time to do those things, I feel like they automatically clear. I, I screenshotted something and sent it to a friend last night that said, um, I don't trust words. I trust actions. People can tell you anything, but actions tell you everything. Mm-hmm. And that's that's never been more true to me. Mm-hmm. I don't have, like you said, I don't have time to to go and do I have time barely to talk on the phone right um right. you better get in where you can fit in right now uh, <laughs> and that's the honest truth that's all I have to give you but in that space if you're maximizing who you are in my life and recognizing that I don't have a lot of time to give mm-hmm. and you're saying you know what can I do to assist you how can I support you where you're at that changes the game and that's because that's my mindset. Like, I don't have very much time when I'm interacting with you. So I'm making the time that I am interacting with you meaningful. Right. And for me, mine was um, mine was actually quality time, then acts of service. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. That's but, cute. <clears throat> but I, I, again, I think that it goes back to the space and, and the, the phase and stage are. that you are in your life right now. So... Yeah, um, if you're a person who has a lot of alone time by yourself, um, you don't kick it real tough. Like when you have that time to spend with somebody that you enjoy being around, you want it to be quality. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Um, yeah. And I think for me, when it comes to also to quality time, I look at it in terms of I work a lot. So mm-hmm. if I curve out this time for you, that's some quality time. Right. And that's it a need, way for needs me to, to be show, quality. Right. And it's it's a way to show love, you know? So if you waste my time, then I'm pissed and I'm mm. upset. Especially if there's no communication on why. Because mm. <clears throat> you're like, oh, okay, Thursday we were supposed to um, hang out. Or I could have gone to work. I could have made that money. Mm-hmm. But I'm over here sitting and don't know what happened. Yeah. So I guess you're in the hospital. See? Uh, dead. <laughs> no. What I ain't about to do is sit and wait. That if we have a scheduled 
because I can go to work. If you decide in 10 minutes of your arrival time, you ain't going to be here and ain't going to communicate. You show up two or three hours later, I ain't here. That's on you. I'm not sitting around waiting for nobody. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I digress. <laughs> What's that? I digress. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm jumping <laughs> off that soapbox because, yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to your romantic relationship, how does that, how does it affect your intimacy in those parts? And do you communicate to your partner? I do now because I understand, you know, I've spoken, you know, in my previous relationship before, but at that point, inception of that, I didn't understand what, you know, five love languages were and communicating what your love language was. I didn't understand all of that stuff. I didn't know it. And so it was a, it wasn't a matter of, oh, let me sit down and have a conversation about the fact that I need, again, you know, Things have changed over time in terms of what my love language love language was, mm-hmm. but it what we weren't having a conversation about what I actually needed to feel loved. It was kind of just like walking freaking through it blindly, you know. And then so by the time it got to the point of having a conversation about what my love was love language was and what his love language was, it was like it's too much shit in the bag. Let's we got to unpack the bag first and figure out if this is even what we want to do or figure out if this is even what I want to do, not even considering a we, you know? Right. Um, going forward, that's that's always at the forefront of my mind. That's a conversation to be had up front. It is. And I think that with, I know they say a lot of times everything comes with age, but that's how we grow. Mm-hmm, we grow every day, every month. And so once you grow, now you know what you want, mm-hmm. what you require, your needs, how they, you want them to be met. And so that's when you know how to communicate that with the other person. Brazen. I have been sending people the five love language test since I was in my early 20s. Not, no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, is there wasn't a lot of foundation or conversation around how to operate in those results. Mm-hmm. If a guy I was uh, dating or in a relationship with took the, the love language test and he said... My love language is gifts. Well, I'm buying you gifts, but we're not addressing these issues. So I'm I'm, I'm speaking the language, but we're not speaking about our relationship, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It does. So, um, yeah, as, as I've gotten older, I've learned to not just, here, take this test. I want to know your love language <laughs> and try to solely operate on or make the relationship work just on that. It's not going to. Um but I can say that I've been doing that that love language thing for for a minute now. Oh yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know about it until I would say mm, probably about ten years ago. Every <laughs> guy, if that, so maybe like eight. To, I would say eight to ten years ago that I've dated since I was about twenty. Well, twenty. I'm gonna say twenty nine. Yeah. Yep. Is a. Uh, has taken that test. So I'm very familiar. Um, but with growth and depth and breadth, <laughs> you you learn that that ain't, that ain't enough. Mm. It ain't yeah. enough. I'll start with mine, where it was about uh, mania. Mm. Yeah, and you got to tell me what that is. <laughs> it's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> A little bit. A little, you know. 
obsessive towards a partner. That's what it says. That leads unwanted jealousy, possessiveness, um, codependency. It's more. It says that it's a catalyst from your survival instincts. Mm-hmm. So because you've been operating in a survival mode probably a lot of your life, you you may end up having a basically a manic type of love. Mm. So you want that person there, right there. Separation anxiety. All the time. Focus is always on yourself versus the other person. You put too much trust in your relationships. You recognize obsessive and possessive behavior before acting up. Those are the things that you need to avoid. Um, I know I have been... I'm not going to say it was manic, but it's um, that person is my person. That's what I used to think. Mm-hmm. Like forever? No. But I didn't you know, want that person. You thought that. Yeah, right. In that moment. So I grew out of that because I had to learn a lot of different things about love, how that right. looks like. And the only reference I had was my parents. That's a fairy tale. In, to me now um, that I was looking at because as parents they show you just the pretty stuff they don't you don't have the conversations of what's really going on in that relationship because it's really none of your business but also you don't know how to handle if something happens in your relationship do, do relationship recover from a fight I didn't know how does that look like giving each other space, and that is okay, and that is healthy, didn't know. So a lot of things I've had is where I'd had to learn about it, but also looked into, um, because it's a ment- what it stated, it said that it meant it was part, part of a mental disorder. Oh, wow. I mean, it's in the yeah. name. <laughs> you have, but man. you have a mental disorder. No, it, the name is man. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Manic, period. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have watched Malcolm and Marie on Netflix. Mm-mm. No. Uh, what is that about? It's with Zadea and John David Washington. No. Oh, I heard that was some manic shit, though. It is. It's on Netflix? Oh, yes. I'm going to have to watch that. I'm going to have to download that. <laughs> I heard. I heard people were like, I need to go to therapy after watching yes. that. Oh, it was very toxic. It, it was like a toxic type, type of what? love. It's called Malcolm and Marie. That is, that's toxic. It was manic. That's, and it was the wow. course of just a weekend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, they were oh, in love, love, love. My. <laughs> the Not movie... even a weekend. It was actually a course of just one night. That's huh? crazy. They didn't know each other before that one night? No, they were together. They're, they're, it's okay. a, they're a couple. Okay. And it's the whole night until now, now the following morning. Mm-hmm. But it was like a, based on a situation that happened and the, the time span was So they're just night. following mm-hmm. the ebbs and flows of whatever that drama was. <sighs> Dang, I gotta it watch that. It was exhausting. Yeah. Child. Child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't and then, I heard people talking about it, but I hadn't. And another one is um, The Perfect Guy. That's also on Netflix. The Perfect Guy. That's what, with who, Sanaa Lathan, Michael Yearly, and Morris Chestnut. Mm-hmm. I did watch that, but it's been a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was. He was. That was her was ex, manic. right? No. Who was it? No, her? Morris Chestnut was her 
boyfriend and then they broke up and Michael Ely came along and that was her new boyfriend but he was very manic obsessive like under the bed waiting for you like had pictures (laughs) in in this dark room of her all over the place like had a a shrine of all her movements Anyway, if you haven't seen that one, <laughs> I thought I did. I thought I did, but I don't think I did. But that's definitely. I'm my oh my god! I thought I did, but I don't like, think I did. He's a maniac, maniac. Yeah, it was Ooh. Michael Ely was the maniac. Yes. yes, I know. I'm saying I wouldn't. <laughs> I, no, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, you watch. You the watch movie, you yeah, you mind. Your mind. <laughs> you come back and let us know. Exactly. <laughs> Like, red flag, red flag, red flag. Off subject. About Michael Ely? Yes. The I really stopped liking him after Four Color Girls. Four oh, Color Girls? Yes. Four Was color. he the husband? With the... Yes, that's, he's the one who threw the children out the yeah. window. I, I, I ain't been feeling him since then. So I mean, he did his job. He and made, whatever. He made I don't, feel. I ain't feel, felt he played him. his part then. He, he, okay, good He understood fair. the assignment. And the, and the assignment got him unliked. <laughs> Unfollowed. <laughs> what? Them some, them some babies. Are you that person who's going to be down the street when you see him? Yes. Why you <laughs> throw something at his head? Why you throw them babies out that window? Okay. <laughs> mm, that was like me with Lawrence on uh, Insecure. I was like, you. Why? Why are you leaving East? I don't understand. Why you made a baby with what's the name? Um, Condoleezza. about throwing because i saw him and i was like um you remember jada jada on um low down dirty shame when she saw chad that's how i felt i was like lawrence anyway right they weren't even in a relationship go ahead they weren't even in a relationship no more but that was her person he was her person Mm, clearly not she was his person Mm. they found each other again pragma there you go. Pragma. <laughs> Committed. <laughs> Understanding. Building a family. Mm-hmm. They did. They she sure host, did. And the whole stepmama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that yours? It was. Okay. I really enjoyed um, researching that because I had never looked into that um, Pragma love. I understood, you know, the, I feel like there's like a, a handful of ones that we just know, you know, mm-hmm. like arrows. Phileo, well, Phileo, Phileo fish. <laughs> Phileo. Yes. Phileo fish. There, there is a handful of ones that are just repetitive. You know, we hear them often. Yeah. Agape. I had never heard of pragma. And so I was like, oh, okay, this, you know, this is our, one of the examples that it gave um, was, you know, looking at your grandparents or looking at grandparents and mm-hmm. how they've just kind of stuck it out regardless of what's going on. They might, it might not be arrows to them. It might just simply be, and I don't want to say just to downplay it, but it might be a matter of where pragma is the most prevalent because they love each other. They have a, a unique bond. Mm-hmm. It yeah. might, and it might not be any other love in there at all. Just at all. Pragma. It, well, because there's the love for community mm-hmm. or the love for your family. And so because you love the community you've built with this person mm-hmm. or you're, you love your family, 
to to separate would destroy that, and so I stay. Right, but you you make a conscious choice. Right, right. To stay there. Right. There's mm-hmm. no there's no arrows anymore. I mean, that was the mm-hmm. one of the things it said. It was like arrows takes a back seat in pragma. Mm-hmm. That it it may be non-existent once you get to that phase of of love, and that's because it has nothing to do with sensuality or sexuality or being pleased in that way. Now I'm in this relationship for community, for family, for stability. For mm-hmm. Right. And I think it also that's where it comes where you choose that person in in your relationship every day. Yeah. Yep. That's one for, side of for, it. You know. For, uh, yeah, I would say that's one side of it. That's mm-hmm. one side of it. Because the other side of it, pragma is also the type of love that it's business, it's transactional. Mm-hmm. Uh, pragma is what happens in arranged marriages. Yeah. Those people ain't feeling each other probably at all. Well, one person may be attracted or have some type of eros or ludus love toward the other, but the, one of them probably is not. Like, I'm giving you my daughter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's pragma. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that hopefully, some Something other loves. Yeah. Starts you know, forming yeah, yeah, yeah. through that. Yeah, there's a transformation of all these other types of love, but in the initial like arrangement, arranged marriage is that's pragma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I don't it, know if initially it would be because how can you how can you I guess if you were to have like a measure of respect it's pragma because you're agreeing to do it's this a it's, a, it's an agreement mm-hmm. right it's arranged like e- even if the woman w- wanted to fight it she could but she's still agreeing for the family I'm I see what you're you, saying yes. it's not necessarily towards this particular person but more so the, the community, the community, community. The and everybody as a whole exactly Absolutely. so okay. and we want to we're not make, I'm bringing this family this this two families are coming together to expand the land or mm-hmm. to have more territory or whatever the case may be that's pragma because yeah. you're not doing it because I love that person you're just it's, I love my family right so because I want to maintain community I'm gonna do this thing right. mm-hmm. and sometimes it's an ex- like you were saying it's an exchange like a business exchange in terms Absolutely. of you're going to be over here. Now I get to have like a hundred cows. Right. Mm. Right. So it has nothing to do with. Whereas without you, I only got 10. Boom. Mm. Business. Yep. One of the, um, the best example outside of what Yaya gave with, with our grandparents, our great grandparents, you know, uh, long-lasting and en- enduring, enduring is probably the yeah. word. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the word that like, stuck out the most yeah. to me was enduring. But then I thought, like, <laughs> long-suffering. Like, it just didn't sound pleasing. It didn't sound like it was something that you would sign up for first. Yeah. It's it's it. biblical reference, for sure. Pragma mm-hmm. is that long-suffering. Fences was the movie mm-hmm. that yeah, yes. came to mind when I thought of that love. Yeah. Because he held 60 years old, went out and had a baby. Moved yeah. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yep. Oh, so then God. there's uh, Felucia, which is self-love, right? I had fun uh, diving into this one because I think a lot of us, I don't want to say a lot of us, Research sometimes can be done just from the one a one side, right? Right. Um, but there's levels to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, friend. You're welcome, friend. 
Um, so that's self-love. That's, you know, how you care for yourself, how you love on yourself, mm-hmm. how you treat yourself, your compassion, your empathy, empathy towards yourself and others. But then Felicia can also be very dark and mm-hmm. narcissists uh, have that self-love, right? Oh, they love themselves. Exactly. exactly. All the way. <laughs> so <laughs> there's the good side mm-hmm. of that love. And then there's the, 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 yin and yang. Uh, mm-hmm, the, the dark side of it as well. And then there's storge, you know, family, instinctual love. Um, movies like The Nutty Professor. <laughs> storge. <laughs> Any Medea movie. <laughs> D, all of the above. Any Medea movie. Because she don't play about that family. Yeah, The no. Pursuit of Happiness. Those are all great examples of story. Just your love for your family. Rooted in parents and children. And yeah. siblings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Yep. I have mad story for mine, so. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> Open it up. Also, like, Agape. Everyone mm-hmm. knows about that one. That's yeah. one of the ones that we all grew up knowing about. Um, the great term of it is altruistic love. Mm-hmm. Um, the disadvantage, it can be induced feelings of guilt or incompetence in the partner. There is a potential to be taken advantage of because you can become a martyr kind of situation. You know, you just overly loving like that. Um, but it reminds me, and I have to raise and put me on this. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of like the song. You remember that? It's an old song. What is it? By Percy Sledge. <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> when a man loves a woman. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that old, old love. Come, You can feel it. That's what it reminds me of. And then when it comes to movies. If Bill Street could talk, I don't know if you guys have watched that. I never saw that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's actually based on uh, James Baldwin's book. So a reference to 1916 um, about Bill Street. We all know it's in Nashville. So Memphis, Memphis. sorry, Mm -hmm. Memphis, downtown Memphis. And it's just a beautiful love story between the two of them overcoming choosing each other, choosing the relationship, overcoming um, her family, what he needed to do mm-hmm. to show her love. It was just a beautiful thing to show. For me. And that's, you filed that under Agape? Mm-hmm. She did. Hmm. I've never seen it. I think once you watch it, you can you can have some of the, that takeaway from it. Okay. Because when I think, I think Agape, I think just love for mankind, period. Mm-hmm. Good of all mankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the type of love that they uh, explain God to have. Mm-hmm. It's regardless of what you do, how you do it, when you do it, how many times you do it. It's yeah. unconditional it's love. love, right? And There's I think no... that's where I, I was. It was where your their love was, on? was. Yeah, their love was like unconditional. They overcame so much, but still. But that was this way, right? That was back and forth. It and was... I'm speaking. I think agape when I think, and maybe I'm thinking more broad, and you're thinking more narrow. But mankind, all of it. But I mean, that's that's fine because it's it's expansive, right? It is. So if if I'm speaking the whole thing and you're you're just taking a piece right. of the whole, it's it's okay. Um, I just never looked at agape as something that just can be between two people. 
Does it make sense? It makes all the sense. Because it was more, because it was about them and then the family unit and just how that love just transcended all the way around um, in how they showed love, kindness mm-hmm. towards the whole family. And I think I was choosing that just as a reference point. Yeah. You know? To speak about what you said um, in terms of how you were looking at things. When I think about agape love, I think about the the verse, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Like he gave. It didn't say anything about getting anything in return. He, right. right. So the my understanding of agape love has always been drawn from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not it would it would not be an exchange. It would be a right. I'm giving without right. expectation. Right. Um, and for he so loved the world. Again, that's, mm-hmm. you know, the expansive part of it. So my my thinking, again, in terms of agape love has always been uh, a, a wide, a mm-hmm. broad view right, right. and one that does not, you know, require something mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, not a, in return. It's not transactional love. Yeah. It's not. In the sense of you're not expecting anything from anybody. The transaction is internal. Mm-hmm. Right. It yeah. is. Right. Yeah. It is. And I feel sometimes with that as individuals, if... If you're that type of person, mm-hmm. you can be. Um, it said that the disadvantage or the other side of it is that people can take advantage of you, right? Um, easily. If you have, if you love someone unconditionally, you know they slap you. You will turn the other cheek. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think that there has to be some type of checks and balances when it comes to that. There is your your. You can have agape love, but then that self love kind of at some point is going to have to to step, step in. in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you don't, I don't love you unconditionally, but I also have to love myself. And boundaries. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. I would have to watch the movie to see. And was that was if from. Bill yeah. Street could talk? It's it, okay. Fine. Yeah. Because, yeah, I did, I'm just, my understanding of agape is different. It's very, You're, what you say, And altruistic. I get it. But yeah. I get it. You, that's, that's, I think, that because that's how, I know I can't speak for myself. You're, I was raised that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think I was trying to bring it into like someone can watch something. Like a single cell type mm-hmm. view. Mm-hmm. During every full length episode, we make it a point to highlight a black owned business free of charge. This is just one of the ways that the ladies of Crave have chosen to give back as we make an effort to generate black dollars and keep them in the black community. Own business review. We're gonna touch with Tally and Twine. T A L L E Y T W I N E. It's a watch company. Brandy D. Williams is the president. Their name comes from an intersection that was a crime riddled neighborhood in Virginia. A place with a dark past now has a bright future. Tally and Twine was founded on two principles legacy and lifestyle. They want to set the standard for future generations while looking good doing it. They have been featured in Ebony and Essence, just to name a few. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can buy their watches at tallyandtwine.com or you can go to linktree slash tallyandtwine. Buy the watch. It's beautiful. You guys should go and support. They also give you a personalized note. <laughs> you All got everybody right. expecting this. Right. Oh, so, can we go back real quick? I found my movies. Felucia. Felucia. <laughs> the balanced side of it, right? Mm-hmm. I, have y'all seen Disney Soul? 
Yes. Yes. I oh, think that that's, was so good. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great, the unbalanced side of it. Uh, the Devil's Advocate. Have y'all seen that? Yes. Mm, long time ago. <sighs> can can you share my memory? memory? Um, attorney, uh, what's his name? Al Pacino, right? Okay. And Keanu Reeves. Okay, I remember Keanu Young Reeves. Young Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was this up-and-coming attorney, and Al played the devil, essentially, and kept presenting Keanu with stuff that would make him famous and make him rich. Mm-hmm. And regardless, Felicia, is reg- uh, the, the, the unbalanced side of it is you're going to do whatever pleases yourself regardless of what it does to other people or how mm. it harms other people or how it brings other people pain. Um I want to make sure I'm. I believe it was Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I believe was. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was uh, Keanu Reeves and, and Char- uh, Charlie Theron. Yep, Charlie Theron. So um, he was Keanu Reeves was this attorney. The devil went to him. Of course, uh, Al came to him as a, hu- a regular human being, but the mm-hmm. devil went to him and kept having him take cases of people who were evil and he was getting these people off. Yes, he was winning. Yeah, know, so a man raped a little girl, got got that man off. And so he was creating fame for himself by getting these evil people off, regardless of what it did to how it harmed. So that's the unbalanced side of Felucia. Like, mm-hmm. I'm doing I love whatever. that reference. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing whatever it's going to take to make me famous, regardless of what it does to you or you or anybody yeah. else. Right, selling your soul. Right. Well, whereas soul... He wasn't trying to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. He was strictly trying to live out his dream. And he yeah. was chasing that his thing. Dream. Right. Mm-hmm. So those were the two movie examples that I found for that one. So for mine, for, is it Philia? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pick a movie. I picked Philia. TV show, Girlfriends. Um, I think that, first of all, I just love that. I love that show, but the the love that they had for each other obviously brotherly sisterly love um withstood a lot and they kept coming back to each other mm-hmm. um yeah that was mine their friendship was good though yeah their, their friendship was beautiful they even had with a William. lot of ups and downs <laughs> but still came back to each other and cuz you know how it just it says about um, how to show is basically being open, trustworthy, support each other during hard times, which they did. Yep. Um, they also had those deep conversations together. Yeah. They also cussed each other's asses out and, and was cool. And yep. you keep it moving. Right yep. back again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. The 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 name is uh, Philadelphia comes from this mm-hmm. the city Brotherly of brotherly love. love. Yep. Yep. So Euros is. I'm waiting to exhale would be it's arrows you keep saying I know I feel like you're you're thinking about, about the money money <laughs> <laughs> open your hands open your hands open your hands <laughs> can I get some of that right it's primal love that comes as a natural instinct for most people it's a passionate love displayed through physical affection these romantic behaviors include not limited to kissing Long hugs. I'm so guilty of that. If I love you, I'm going... So, sidebar, real quick. I used to have this thing I called an energy hug. And I believe that I'm a very, very good hugger. I wanted to create a sign and give hugs away for free. And my dad was like, 
I forbid it. Like, this is not what you're going to do with your life, right? <laughs> I, that's not what I wanted to do with my life, like, as a life path. But I do believe in the power of hugs. I believe, I believe that you that. can... Exchange energy. Oh, my gosh. The level of energy that you can exchange with somebody from a, a an intentional hug. Yes. And I'm talking about breastplate to breastplate. Because we've had that. Pelvic to pelvic. Like, a whole hug. Some people are uncomfortable energy. with that. It is yes. it is an energy exchange, and I give some great hugs. I do too. I'm a great hugger and I'm a great cuddler. Same. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. She's I'm, like, yeah. I really same. do believe that if I give you an intentional hug and yes. I can feel that you're going through something, I can give you some positive energy. Mm-hmm. Mm. You can, I can, I've, I've even envisioned like going to that place mm-hmm. and where, whatever, whatever that is, whatever that seed is, just scooping it out. And giving and putting some positive. Yep. In that, in that space. I love hugs. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we going to dap from a distance. <laughs> what up? <laughs> I ain't got nothing to add about them hugs. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Move around. <laughs> you don't get that good old church hug. But, me. but hey. right? Because <laughs> energy exchange. If there's an energy exchange, <laughs> right? I can be giving you my goodness and you can be giving me your, mm, your funk. So, we're good. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. She, 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 she wants us to move around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Back back to <laughs> I do have arrows for euros. <laughs> Don't I? <know. laughs> She's here all week. Y'all. Yep, all week. <clears throat> well, we there. So there's the good side and the bad side to that too, right? So I was telling y'all the lady said that the Greeks feared this love. Eros is actually a person, mm-hmm. a god. Um, his counterpart was Cupid. And so he was very, like, jovial and playful. He was considered a trickster. So somebody pissed him off. You know, he would send Cupid to <laughs> shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot him in the butt. <laughs> right. And now you in love. Guess what? Let that be. The, the gag is. <laughs> and you ain't know, and didn't know who you was going to fall in love with. I'm First person you. you see. Like, I'm going to shoot you in your ass. Oh you, oh, you playing? Boom. Pow. I'm going to shoot you in your ass. Now you in love with a nymph. Like... <laughs> That's so, that's a messed up joke. Actually, if you look at it like that, yeah, yes, for sure. Yes, and the arrow was um, duality in the arrow, right? It was it pierced you, made you fall in love, but it also created a wound, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, and then a wound you had to heal from heal from, from falling in falling love. Falling in mm. love, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because you got shot in the ass, and so you failed. <laughs> now you're in love, and you got a and you got a hole in your right. ass. You got a hole in your ass. <laughs> Y'all better stop playing with a whole hole. <laughs> Y'all better stop playing with girls. <laughs> he ain't out here for these arrows. Oh shit! Y'all better stop playing. I'm with not him. gonna play the numbers after I leave here. Where y'all talking about money? I'm not playing. <laughs> so some of the dangerous like examples. Fatal attraction, mm-hmm. right? Obsessed. Mm-hmm. The one with Beyonce yeah. and Idris, and that was. Um, that would be manic too, right? Mania. Yeah, yeah. 
that's what we were t- saying earlier. Like they're all like transformative. Mm-hmm. They can operate yeah. in multiple um, thin line between love and hate. When the bow breaks, did y'all see that one? Mm, I feel like I did, but it's it would have been. It's a been long a while, ago. but I do yeah. remember. A Where they they um, black couple hire. Uh, I don't want to say hired, but that's the word. Oh the yeah, it was kind of like a single white female. No, was who was that? I haven't seen that movie. What was the hands that rock? The hand that rocks. The hand cradle. that rocks. Yeah, the cradle. The hand yeah, that yeah. Rocks yeah. The cradle. The, I know. I saw that one, but when yeah, when the ball breaks is like, yeah, it's similar to that. But so then the surrogate falls in love with the husband, mm-hmm. and now wants to like the that those are all. What's the word now? Because arrows. <laughs> Jesus. But I was about to say euros right, again. Right. Okay, um, the money. So that's the dangerous side of it. Um, but yeah, he was a he was a trickster, and so that's why the Greeks and the gods and the goddesses feared him because it was like, okay, piss him off. Right. He can make you fall in love with a horse. (laughs) Yeah, it's all fun and games until you got an arrow sticking at your ass. Until the rabbit got the gun. Right. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Right. But, and then that's, that's, I feel like that's one of the types of love that's most fleeting. Because it's usually like a honeymoon stage kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. Which is why all of these other loves can still exist after that one's gone. Right. It's the most fleeting love. Here today, gone tomorrow. I fall in love pretty, pretty easily. So you do. It makes she sense a soft to, to y'all in the inside. What, what, what is it? <laughs> Ruffin, 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 puff, cream, cream puff. puff. Yeah. I yeah. just call her a turtle. Real soft on the inside. Real soft. I don't have those problems. I'm a G. <laughs> G for girl. <laughs> we were talking. G for giggling. She was telling me. What did you say? She was like, I'm a real G. Talking about her. <laughs> I was talking about my boobs. Yeah. My breasts. G. <laughs> because we were in the store. She was like, trying to buy new brassiers. And she was like, well, let me see. What size do you wear? Maybe I can just try yours. What? what? No, you cannot. Girl, somebody get some titties. She was like, I'm a G. I'm a real G. Real G. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try a hoop? Baby, my bra can fit over your whole face. Okay? <laughs> Stop playing with me. <laughs> get on my face playing right now. Anyway, needless to say, I did oh purchase some, some new too. bras. I know. <laughs> <laughs> first of all i i came to that realization my thing was the type of bra that she was purchasing i wanted to know what that was and so it came because you were talking about straps uh-huh you needed a wider strap right right than i need and i can wear you know something that has a thin strap because again must be nice <laughs> must be nice, nice. My life the, Jennings voice. Right. Right. They're not cutting into and I didn't I didn't consider that, you know, yeah, initially whenever we had the conversation. And right. Back and right, 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 right. All that. Oof, this is a lot to carry. Oh, mm? These G's. <laughs> but to your point in saying you fall in love easily, I think I'm very just uh overprotective of that part of myself. Mm. 
Better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. I'm getting to a point where I would be okay to think to think that that was okay for me. Mm-hmm. Just the thought of it makes me a little nervous. See, I think for me, it's the, I don't, let me be clear. I do not enjoy heartache, but it is the fact that I can and am willing and still able after heartache. That's beautiful. Like, That's beautiful. I want to do that again. That's I beautiful. Love it. Right. And, and I think that that part of myself, I really love that part of myself is that no matter all the stuff I've gone through, I still love. Right. I'm still pure in my love. That's beautiful. Right. And I get it. For some people, it's difficult to get to that space. So that's why that's a space that I, 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 I really admire about myself. I believe in it. I think in terms of like romantic love, mm-hmm. I can love someone as a friend deeply. I do. Right. You know, right. Um, even even someone on a physical level, I can love them as a person. Mm-hmm. But being in love with them, I think that's something completely different. I didn't say nothing about no in love. Not in love. Okay. Oh, well, if that's the case, then just having general, like, love for mankind. No, I'm not talking about that either. (laughs) (laughs) That's a (laughs) cafe. You was like, "Uh -uh, you went from this end to that end. We're talking about euros and arrows. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're talking about. Like... When I say I fall in love easily, I don't mean like in love, but I just, when it comes to euros, right? Mm -hmm. Eros, Jesus, help me. (laughs) (laughs) On today. Um, Eros, like, that's easy for me. That love is easy for me. Mm. That type of love is easy for me. And it, it never touches the side of obsessive, Mm-mm. dominating possessive like right. I don't even right because you're working on like but, your intuition chemistry and right but it's easy because it is so fleeting and it, not to say not again not to say you get struck with an arrow mm. you pull that thing out there's bleeding there's you know what I'm saying once that 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 is over it it hurts but I can do it again right and those are the people who are nor sometimes called hopeless romantics do you consider yourself a hopeless romantic? I don't know that I fully even understand what that means. You, I used to call myself that. Really? Okay. And then I heard um, a TED talk about not doing that, and so I not stopped. calling yourself yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Because that is, you know, what we call ourselves, we become. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We become. Right. So, and I don't really feel like I fully understand what, right. that, what means. that means. And so, because I don't want to be hopeless in anything, no. I have lots of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I just stopped calling myself that. True. Because you start learning. That's, and that's where it's, for me, is growth. You start looking at words differently. Words right. mean things. They do. Right. So, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a hopeless romantic. Because you're thinking, like, rom-com movies and things like that. But right. then you're like, wait. Right. I ain't hopeless in nothing. But and when you look at those movies, those people... One is a fairy tale, but for the fairy but for the most part, like they don't really end up happy. <laughs> they just end up. Um, I think romantic comedies are the rom coms. Those that's the like adult version of Snow White or Ooh. Cinderella or you know what I mean. Yes, they girl. just they play the same freaking story out over and over and over and over again. 
from the time that we open our eyes watching TV to to the time you know we are well into our adulthood, and I'm that's that story is kind of like boring to me. <laughs> Sorry, at this point. It also talks about um, that you're ready for love and that you you're more eager to take the risk. I don't even think it's a risk. Is it a risk though? What do you mean? I feel like you're taking a chance, not a risk. In my in my head, when they're describing the traits of arrows, mm-hmm. you got it. <laughs> Listen, yeah, it's a risk for sure. You're taking, you are taking it with a risk. You're taking a chance um, because you can end up in a position where that's not reciprocated. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. And then also, I think in that space, we tend to forget. I don't want to say we, I, I have forgotten, especially with the inception, like, oh, I've fallen in love with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. That people are fucking like people and they're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that Eros doesn't take that into account. And so it's it's more like, oh, you know, this is the happy happy love and everybody that, that this person stage. is perfect and their farts don't stink and da 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 and <laughs> whenever they make some mistakes and you end up hurt or you know they leave the bathroom door open or the toilet seat up and you start finding out the shit does stink then it's gone it's it, fleeting it's, yeah it's, and that's why it's fleeting because right. you're it's like a fantasy world per se sometimes yeah the whole uh, ideology of love at first sight king is what's the word Arrows. Mm-hmm. That word. <laughs> Love it first. Arrow. <laughs> Just think arrow. Okay, arrows. Uh-huh. <laughs> A whole bunch of them. Right. Yeah. That that that's where that came from. Love at first sight is because he's a trickster. <laughs> Play with me, pal. Now you in love the first thing you see. You know, I've, we've all been shot by Cupid's arrow. A few <sighs> couples. Yes, we have. Ten, twelve times. Times. I would have let to me, go back and count. Let me. See. Yeah, it's, I, in lo- being in love at this point, or, a love oh, a, like a love, love at first, at first sight. sight. Oh, no, oh that's not, pretty dope. But what's the difference between love at first sight and lust at first sight? Are you able to love or lust at first sight? Like, mm-hmm. They both. They're the same finger? to me. Uh, yeah, I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I will. They're the same to me. Uh, okay, well, if that's the case, then they're the same to me. Because it's fleet. If it's fleeting, then they are the same. They're the same. She's like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not lusting after somebody you're not physically or somewhat attracted to. So there's a love there for a physical attraction. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same to me. There's no difference. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you trying to you want to end up in bed with him Do or it. somewhere else. Where is it somewhere else? Just anywhere. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm not talking ahead. about the actual. You took that very black and white. I did. It mm-hmm. can be in the backseat of a car at that, a park exactly. at the beach, wherever you want to end up fucking him. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. Right now, I'm I'm having I'm having exchanges with quite a few love at first sights. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Don't come. Don't come flirting with me because I'm going to just be Uh-oh. like, ah, we were having a conversation. We, She and I were having a conversation and I was like, oh, I mean, you hitting, right? Like, hitting. <laughs> hey, listen. Pop, 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 pop. 
I was like, missing. okay, friend. Shooting shots and ain't missing. And I needed all the stories. I needed to know exactly <laughs> what was going on. Because <laughs> my phone been dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I needed to know everything. Just call, Girl, me, I'm Steph, right just call me Steph Curry in these dating streets, okay? I'm oh. shooting these shots ain't missing. Actually... It's the so that whatever energy you're giving off, you don't even have to shoot a shot. Based off of the information that you know you right, gave right, me, right. you not you not even having to shoot a shot. She just. But the thing is, when I, say, when I say when I say shooting shots, minding, minding the business that pays her. Well, and, and it pays very well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I say shooting shots, I'm not speaking like I'm initiating. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I feel like. They're they're not as confident in asking for contact information as I am in giving it. Gotcha. Like you flirting, you you kiki and kaka, I already know what it is. I don't have to wait for an invitation, right? So here you go. You know, I write down my phone number. Nice. Hit them with the little. If you call me, I answer. She, she did say that. I'm gonna put that in my rolodex. <laughs> It'll probably come out awkward as fuck, but I'm still saying. Oh no, 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 no! I write that. <laughs> oh, you write that on the note? Oh my god! Yeah, let me <laughs> try that. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. It works. Man, I'm I'm chicken shit. Ah, uh, you can't be chicken. No, shit, if man. somebody asks you for your phone number, that's not really much no, that you have to do. They don't. But what I'm saying is, they're not. Asking. That's what I'm saying. They approach, they she, flirt, she, they you they're giving all the signs. Oh yeah, I would not. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. No, I'm really like I got a big talk. Like I oh oh no, girl. So we go back to you're not a G? Yes, I am. Not. <laughs> she keeps saying this. These are lies. But I'm not I feel like when it comes to that, I'd misread. I don't want to ever misread a situation, right? And so if somebody is like so being friendly, the, because but, this has happened before. In reverse. So I've been just being kind, um, having a conversation with someone and, you know, you kiki in and, and it's and things are nice. I know I'm not flirting. <laughs> I know what me flirting looks like, you know, and it's not this is not that. And then they're like, so can I call you? And I'm like, oh, um, <laughs> you're like, you know, I'm in again. A, it, it, it happened again. <laughs> so I don't want to be I don't want the tables to turn where I'm like, Okay, you know, he, we been sitting here talking for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, and now I'm trying to slide in my number. And he's like, uh, I may, was there a misunderstanding? Mm, see, I don't, I don't feel like for me that would ever happen. Yeah, because the the fact of the matter is, is it, I'm real slick with it. I'm sliding you, you leaving me, you walking by, you whatever. I'm just gonna she, slide she, it in your hand. Though. I'm just gonna slide it in your hand. And you gonna leave? I may or may not ever see you again. You, you. What you do with it? What you do with it afterwards ain't got nothing to do with me. And there's no, there's no bubble burst. My confidence ain't shattered because you talking about some is there some misunderstanding? It is not because you leaving. Okay. I I I slide it on the we're about on the yeah on the exit right. I'm gonna try that. Yeah yeah yeah. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna try that. But I'm also the one that's been like, I don't want to say duped, but like, oh, here, let me get your number so that I can call you and tell you I made it home. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Thinking he literally just wants to let me know that he made it home. That's because you gullible. That's what the G is for. (laughs) You're just finding all the G words. Or 
or like um <laughs> a fuck. Okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm so serious. He was a G. He was a G. No, he wasn't. That was a G. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Yo, G gullible ass. You just wanted to tell me that Took the he made it homesick. What? Okay. And then, so there's another guy that was like, I asked him where he got, because I love men's clothes. I love, not necessarily men's clothes, but like, in particular, sweatsuits, right? Mm -hmm. So I asked him where he got this sweatsuit from. And he's like, oh, um, give me your number and I'll shoot you the website. Mm, And I was like, okay. (laughs) Couldn't just just tell me the website, huh? Gullible. And that's what I actually thought. That he was. So pretty, though. So pretty. Right, right. So cute. Right, right. So pretty. Right. Jeez, Your beautiful right. ass can be gullible because. Ooh. Child. That's crazy. Man, I'm also the last one to know that somebody like likes me or is trying to hit on me. There's things that I need that to go into. I do have an issue sometimes with like knowing if they're if it's actual. Flirting. I do not. If they're actual flirting, or I'm like, oh, they're just nice people. Right. He was a really nice guy. He was really nice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-mm. Moving moving right along. Oof, I feel like this is something that I need to touch on. Like, I need to sit in. Okay. Yeah. Sit with it. I am. We'll have a conversation, a deeper conversation about it. Mm-hmm. I'll take notes. Okay. <laughs> Ludus. It's the only one we haven't touched on That's at this point. It's the only one. It's the childlike <clears throat> Flirtatious love. Mm, mm, mm. So innocent flirtatious love. Yeah, it's kind of, it's usually found at the beginning stages of a, like a relationship. Similar in terms of like the honeymoon stage with arrows. Um, the type of love, it consists of teasing, playful moves, uh, laughter between two people, the little giggly, you know. Um. So boomerang, great example of Ludus love. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Marcus, Jacqueline, Marcus, Lady Marcus. Eloise, uh, Marcus, Grace Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it was just all kinds yeah. of ludus, ludusness. I loved it. Is that where that word comes from? Luda? No. His name is Ludacris. Um. Child, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> What word are you talking about? She just... It don't matter. Something, a light bulb just went off of my head. Because it did. I saw you go, like, your whole eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to confirm before I say that. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> On this podcast. So. Your 12 types of intimacy. Did you guys... Break them down. So you have sexual. We mm-hmm. all know that one. Mm-hmm. I like know... that one. That's that's the one I like. I like. You like <clears> that, that one. one? So, all right. Sexual, emotional, intellectual... Oh, that's number one. Creative. I would say definitely for you, Adep. Yes. Creative, recreational, work, crisis, commitment, conflict, communication, spiritual, and um, aesthetic. Aesthetic. Those are the ones. That one, I said I struggled the most with aesthetic and with um, creative. How's it going? A creative... There have been times in my life when I've been, I've definitely been more creative than I am right now. And I think that that comes, that came from being just like so much is on the plate. So it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to, it's, it's been difficult for me 
um, in these, you know, recent past years to sift through all of that. So creativity has taken a back seat and that's a muscle. I believe that's something that you have to exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a luxury that some people don't have right now. It's not a luxury that I have. Um, is it something that I want to tap back into? Absolutely. It's necessary. Um, so what does that look like for me? Yeah. Actively doing the things that, okay, you want to tap back into it. What does... For, specifically? Yes. Okay. So specifically, um, some years ago, I was actively pursuing an acting career. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. what that looked like for me was taking acting classes, which I enjoyed like immensely, um, involving myself in communities where you are engaging with people that are of the, the same mindset and mm-hmm. doing things, projects, and just even, you know, a matter of talking about um, doing things. It's, it was a good space to be in. So adding responsibility, changes in life, you know, and things like that to, to my plate. Um, I haven't been doing that for some time. And that's something that I'm not feeding. That's a part of myself that I'm not feeding. And I'm seeing where that creativity is now it's kind of like it's curling into this ball just to give you, you know, like a, a visual. It's curling into this ball and like I'm trying to. Book. I don't know what that is. OK, go ahead. Protect the, you know, the, the amount that I have that I, that I have left. And so it's it's not even in holding my fist around it. I'm not allowing it to expand. So this is love just self. Yes. Okay, these are 12 types of love for ourselves. Because mm-hmm. how would creative love show up in a it relationship? Says, um, experiencing help in terms of how you try to strengthen the bond in your relationship. Okay, but the, I'm thinking about my relationship first with myself. Because okay. I'm not in a relationship with a, another human right now. Like that. Um, in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm in a relationship with y'all. Mm-hmm. I guess hey, I yeah. can. You ain't creative with us at all, so there's that. Not no no shade. No, it's no shade at all. Like again, That's I think that that would apply. With. That's, That's something right. that I struggle with. with. Okay, fair. I don't know that I've ever looked at how to be creative. You are super creative. Yes, I don't know you that are. I are. No, with your with the way that you express mm-hmm. love, you are. Hmm. Yeah. I think that. Again, my create if if anything, my creative love would go back to the way that I receive love, which is acts of service. Mm-hmm. I, That's how you. And show. it's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's very straightforward. It's what do you need? How can you know? How can I help you right now? Mm-hmm. Is is my um, time bending time? Like I can I can make myself available when it's most convenient for you. Right. right. That's one of the. I feel like that's something that I just do continuously. Right. Um, that, or do you need me to bring you something or do you need me to take you somewhere? Whatever the case may be, that's an act of service. And it's, it's not, you don't really have to be creative in that space. It's just feeling a need. Mm-hmm. I w- to speak to you, you're creative in the sense, like, remember we talked about it on a previous podcast before, whenever I was not feeling well, both physically and internally, right? Mm-hmm. And you sent me that video. Mm-hmm. That was cr- actual ah. creativity. And you know what I'm saying? You, you guys like coming home to a house full of flowers. And uh, I ain't never thought of that. Yeah, that's you never thought about creative. that as being a creative 
way or, to or love someone. Or, yeah, no, right, right, right. I've never thought that mm-hmm. that, I was just... just yeah, I think you, that that girl. would be right. one of your one of your strengths. Mm, that is a very mm. good strength of yours. Oh, look at dog, it's feeling this My bucket. Oh, bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and it overflows. Yeah, you're very creative. Mm. Because you, you, there, you do all kinds of stuff. You do... You do that, you you just show up. You be like, I'm just gonna pull up. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so you just not gonna answer this oh, phone? Oh, you're not gonna answer the phone? Oh, so you're okay. not gonna respond to this text? Oh, I'm just gonna roll up. Yeah. I got a key anyway. That's ha- that's happened before. <laughs> I'm outside, huh? Like I was girl, mad. and I'm not I'm not ready to look at myself, let alone to have somebody else looking at me. And I'm like, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I've seen you naked in a hallway. Ooh. Oh, so ain't much mm. that I ain't, <laughs> that I ain't I seen. I feel like you can't say that and then like leave that there on the table for another episode. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's a highlight in our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> That's when it culminated. Like that was it. That, that was, was it. the first that was that sealed us you are now for eternity. we didn't even have to exchange no blood that no, that was it <laughs> that sealed us for eternity no swapping no swapping the bed. none of that i felt like y'all was just arguing and i that was it the vibe you guys weren't arguing but you guys were debating about what i wanted to wear no no none of that happened none what that happened had- like for another episode, <laughs> we don't have to talk about it because I feel like I'm, I was presently not present. That's exactly, exactly what, what you it were. Was. That's exactly what you were. Presently not present. Uh huh. That's crazy. It was hilarious. What? That's crazy. So I know for me, relationship wise, intellectual. That's your number one man. Listen, then sexual. According it's to like this list, right I think they here. tie. Right, I think they tie. Because I feel like for you, you you have to have somebody who's intellectual. Because you are so smart. I don't know. But then you're also a very sexual being. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> she was. She left the building. For I a did second. for a minute. For a millisecond, I went into the quantum world. <laughs> Quantum physics over here. <laughs> what? Yeah, remember that show, Quantum Leap? Oh, yes. yeah. I yeah, used to watch that's where I went. I know. I want to start watching it again now that I have a, a better a understanding yeah. of um, what all that means. But for sure, it, intellectual, sexual, I think, tie. Like they're. But then the. Neck and neck. And the, but then what? But what then were you she thinking? Has, her other thing, I feel, would, is communication. That would. I feel like that would. Yes, but then that would couple because you can be that intellectual, but you have intellect- to be able to communicate that. But there's you know some I mean? people who are very intellectual but can't communicate. Yeah. They yeah. can't communicate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so very how would smart. you know? Okay, but how would you know that they're intellectual? Because you're in spaces where their intellect is being shown. Right. But I'm not, I don't, I don't communicate well in... Relationship. Yes. In this one-on-one situation. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you Main, put them in mainly, their space, they if, know how to If do you that. wanted to give a broader people who are on the spectrum, who are very, very autistic, mm-hmm. very, 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 very smart, smart mm-hmm. but communication skills may be lacking because mm-hmm. that's just not something that they have. So as a person that as a person that um, 
is turned on by somebody that's an intellect, right? As a person that's turned on by somebody that's very intellectual, mm-hmm. um, sapiosexual, mm-hmm. sapiosexual, you would, you said you would need to be in spaces where their intellect is being shown. Mm-hmm. So can you give an example of when that's happened to you and you've been turned on by somebody and you're like, they're not communicating with you, but you're turned on by them, by their intellect. Oh yeah. On an airplane. Right. Mm -hmm. So sitting behind somebody and they're in conversation Mm -hmm. with whoever they're seated next to. I'm talking about a book or a project or just, talking Mm -hmm. and you're I'm sitting there and I'm witnessing it and my body is responding to it as well yeah that that's happened it happens coffee shops Mm -hmm. um at the park I I can name a bunch of places that it happens they're not talking to me they're not Mm -hmm. communicating with me but you see their interaction here there yes yes absolutely dope okay Mm -hmm. yeah I like that for me that's the same thing I I I need you to have something, some brains in there somewhere we can talk about, something you can push me. Mm-hmm. Teach me something. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know everything. So I if do. you have something. <laughs> Go ahead. If you, like, if you, there's something that you're good in doing, or even just historical facts, or we can talk about politics, or if you're well rounded culturally, mm-hmm. those are the things I like. Because we can't talk about the same foolish conversations, petty right. conversations. How was your day? It was great. Right. No, I don't have time for Those surface-level conversations. But I need in-depth conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what book are you reading? And let's talk about that. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where crisis and all of this plays into, like, how is that love? Or is it how I would operate in a crisis? It's um, the levels of intimacy. Basically, what brings you and your partner closer mm. and the interactions during those moments. Are you able to empathize in the crisis with each other? Are you able to talk, which comes to communication about the crisis with each other? And sometimes mm. when you're in the middle of a crisis in a relationship, it can either push you guys apart Absolutely. or mm-hmm. it's going to bring you together. That's what I was and that's what the... That's what they're talking about when it comes to crisis. So crisis so creating you... intimacy or creating disconnect. Right. Further, I feel like if a crisis, maybe I'm wrong, correct me. If a crisis is creating disconnect, I think it's creating further disconnect because there's probably already disconnect there. Right, right, in right. In the first place. So crisis then creating intimacy, bringing you closer. Right, because you can uh-huh. go through crisis big or small mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it can bring you closer. Yep. you know, to the other side, but and, like trauma bonding, right? But well, not see, like that. Yeah, not that. the trauma bonding part, they, because this is more like an actual. You're you're in a relationship, so you shouldn't. I don't feel in terms of trauma bonding. I think that happens, that happens like with like prior to a crisis ever. Yeah. I think presenting itself. So not think about how the people that you find yourself attracted to, and them, and then once you start to get to know them, you realize that y'all have gone through some of the same trauma. Mm-hmm. There's that. That's that, trauma bonding. Trauma bonding right, okay. to me. Gotcha. Right. Like I'm thinking you about become, a traumatic experience. Yeah. Gone through together. No. 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 Because that's gonna. It's gonna make you bond period that's right. crisis right gotcha yeah but trauma bonding 
is I'm something in me, mm-hmm. some trauma in me is attracted to my some trauma, trauma in me. In you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the crisis is more like something that happens Got in it. your relationship. And how do you deal with that crisis? Maybe one person loses a job, and now yeah, you have to take over everything until the person gets a job or medical situation mm-hmm. crisis that can either push you to apart or bring you closer right okay mm-hmm. that's interesting if I've ever gotten intimate with somebody after a crisis so hmm but I think we're looking are you looking at intimacy in terms of sex though or are you talking about intimacy just bringing you your closer? level of intimacy growing that the latter okay mm-mm Every relationship I can think of, it's actually like done the opposite. So it's it's furthered the gap. Mm-hmm. And what sure. do you think that was because of lack? What was it like lack of communication, or was the crisis too heavy? If I'm being honest, I operate uh, in very masculine energy when crisis happens, mm-hmm. and that doesn't sit well with a lot of men. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if I'm not, if I'm not provided a space to be dainty, petite, and operate in my feminine You're energy, not going to be at all. I have to do what I have to do to get us through this crisis. This crisis. Interesting. Yeah. I literally just had that conversation with somebody yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, my day yesterday, I worked. Just about 14 hours. Mm -hmm. So when I got home, I was behind, stressed, just, you know, not in a good space. And um, there were things that needed to be done. And my only thought was, how am I going to take care of these things, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So someone, you know, that has expressed interest made a comment about how I operate Mm-hmm. And said that, you know, I have somebody that I can rely on to do certain things or to do to pick up some of that slack. But I'm not thinking that's not my first thought. And I said, no, it's not. And that's where I'm at, because this is this is going to be a learned behavior. This is something I'm going to have to learn how to mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. because this is not the muscle that I've been operating for the last decade plus. Right. Um, so I'm I'm. Th- these muscles have to first grow or mm-hmm. fuse together before they can grow. They're not even fused together yet. They, you know, it's they're they're completely across the room from each other. And I would love to be in a space where my first thought is, okay, um, I'll ask for help, receive the help, and then the, then the load will be lighter. I'm not. When I tell you, I don't even think in those terms. I'm. I don't. I think you do. I don't. Why would you tell a friend? This was after the fact. This was after the fact. Whenever they're asking about my day, how did my day go? Okay. At, so this, all of this had already happened. But I'm still questioning. Why would you tell them if you weren't looking to receive some type of, even if it was a verbal, like you help. got it, you you were able to do it. That's what's up. Or him doing exactly what he just did, which was offer. To help. Um, I wasn't looking for him to. I wouldn't. My, my expectation is not. So were you solely looking to just dump your day onto him? He asked. 
That's not but, the question I'm asking you. Yeah, I was responding to, I was answering his question. Right, but you could have not answered it that way. You could have not answered it that or way. Or you can also you could have you could have said, said, "Are you I... in a space to receive?" Which is what we do to each other. You oh just... no, no, no. Okay, so the, the that conversation had already been fixers. had. Yeah, that that conversation had already been had. Again, that's true, but that's not my my first thought that that a man is going to try to fix something. My first thought is I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, they said they're interested, but you can also be a friend that listens. But also, I think that we have to take accountability for that type of conversation where we're like, I, if you know, I don't, I'm not trying to have you fix anything. I'm just venting or I'm just dumping, mm-hmm. dumping right now. That's where, yeah, are that's you, where my mindset are you was. Open to receive, and that's not? what, that's what that conversation was had prior because he had already told me that he wanted to know like what was going on. We hadn't communicated at all. Like, how was your day? What was going on with you? You know, I'm concerned. Why haven't we touched base? Blah blah blah. blah. This is what was going on. This is, you know, where I'm at. This is, this is how my day has flowed. And this is what I did to take care of it. Yeah, I think there's a fine line there between, especially when they've said they've expressed interest, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So now you know that they're interested. So anything that you share with them, you know that they're going to try to fix. You know it. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not, that's not unknown to you. That's not it's unknown not, to you that they're going to unknown. offer some type of resolve. So, but again, coming from coming I get, from, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I do. I understand. But also coming from that, you haven't had anybody say that to you. That part. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So walk in that is mm-hmm. all I'm saying to you is walk in that you coming. You can't say coming from this thing. You so what you're doing now is you're taking old shit into new shit. How do you expect new shit to work with old shit? That that's, that's not going to work. That's what he said. Um, I know that's what he said. Because I know everything. The What was it? <laughs> yesterday's, yesterday's price is not today's price. Listen. Like, you can't. Baby, unpack that shit. Leave that shit. Matter of fact, just go and give it to Goodwill. Burn it. Tell somebody to come pick it up. Leave it on the on, curb. Yeah, on the curb. <laughs> Like, on the curb. For but now free. that I know, I feel like now that I know, and I did say that I would make more of an effort to put that at the forefront of my mind. But it's something that I'm going to have to make an effort to actually do. Well, I mean, that's that's First operating in consciousness. Mm-hmm. So you're conscious about it. So to bring this all together, ladies and gentlemen, I'll read you a quote from Oprah Winfrey. Mm. As you become more clear about who you really are, You'll be able and better to decide what is best for you the first time around. That comes from knowing yourself, learning your wants, your needs, and having the ability to communicate them. Life is about growth and change, realizing that you are the common denominator and you are the co-creator of your reality. So you have to ask yourself, are you willing to continue to grow and flourish? Until next time, peace, love, and growth. That's it for today's episode. Join us here next week at 7 p.m. Central for more conversations and edutainment. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Anchor, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Please make sure to follow, like, comment, and share on all our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Crave, that's K-R-A-V, the podcast. Got a question, comment, subject idea, or Black-owned business you like us to highlight? 
email us at crave that's k-r-a-v the podcast at gmail.com until next time y'all love light peace this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is intended for audiences 18 and older Opinions expressed during our recordings are hours and hours alone and are not a reflection of any businesses, employers, or other individuals we may be associated with. Please consult professionals before following any advice you hear on this podcast. Thanks for listening.